Okay. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another video episode on the on the sports stories podcast. I almost said the old name. Um, now this one, I thought I was gonna be doing the tier six of the iceberg, but then I realized that the playoffs were actually like um, well, I, I saw on Sunday, so I I actually made a video. So if you are seeing this. And then you're like, why is there another video? Why are you doing this again? Is because I thought all the seeding, right? I thought all the seeding was finalized, thought everything was up. I was like, okay, seems seems good to me. Let me just go ahead and make this video. And then made it, made all my predictions only for the Celtics to win. And then Giannis sat out for the Bucks last game, so the Bucks ended up losing that one. Celtics won, so basically didn't really change much. Really, just changed who I had going to the second round, uh, because before I had Chicago beating Boston to make it to the second round, um, but now Chicago's obviously going up against number three seeded Milwaukee, and then uh, now Boston is going to be up going up against whoever wins uh, the playing tournament game uh between uh brooklyn and cleveland and obviously if you're watching the video here uh kind of spoiled for you uh for all the playing games or playing predictions for me uh but if you are listening on a podcast platform uh you don't know so i'm gonna be talking about that um and yeah let's just get right into these predictions so first of all uh let's start over in the west for the playing game uh with new orleans versus san antonio um and you know pardon me if i kind of run through things i already talked about this yesterday did a whole video and then only for it to be you know wrong so redoing it again so i'm not really gonna go too in depth because i already did and you know uh but i think san antonio is a good team uh greg popovich most winningest coach in NBA history, I think, uh, you know, did it this year. Uh, he won the most games that a coach has ever won in the NBA in NBA history. Um, and with not such a great cast, uh, really just uh, Podol and uh, DeJounte Murray, who I believe DeJounte Murray should be a really prime candidate for that most improved player of the year award. Um, but DeJounte Murray's been really good. Podol's been really good. Um, and besides from, you know, those two players, really nothing special, but still they're able to get to his 10th seed, beating out L.A., who uh, hadn't had the best or most spectacular end of the season run. Um, so they did get kind of lucky there. And then as for the Pelicans, uh, still some question marks around if Zion Williamson is going to be playing. Um, nobody really knows. Um, people are saying, oh, he might play uh, in the play-in. And some are saying, well, he could play in the playoffs if the Pelicans make it to the playoffs. And, I mean, that could be good, but are they going to be good enough to beat the Spurs in the playing game? Um, and, I mean, the trade that they made for CJ McCollum uh, at the All-Star break um, for the trade deadline, really great trade for him. It's proven well. Uh, CJ McCollum is one of the better players there. Um, and the Pelicans, I, I guess, kind of like the San Antonio Spurs, both, they both have really, uh, 
under the radar rosters, they don't really have that many stars. Um, you know, you're, you're not going to think about the Pelicans or the Spurs if somebody walks up and you say, like, name one good NBA player. You know, you're not you're not going to think Spurs or Pelicans. Um, so, I mean, both rosters are not really the best. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be underwhelming game. Um, or it's either going to be underwhelming as in one team wins um, or it's going to be pretty exciting because both teams are kind of on the same level, in my opinion. Um, you know, the Pelicans have a little bit more veteran presence. Uh, they they have they have some experience in the playoffs, especially CJ McCollum. Um, and I think CJ McCollum really wants to have a, a leadership role with a team. Um, after all those years kind of uh, sitting behind Damian Lillard. Um, but this year, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's uh, going to be enough for the Pelicans. I, I have the Spurs winning here. Um, moving on to the next uh, play-in game, uh, going up against whoever loses the Minnesota and Clippers game. But I think I think the Spurs have enough in it uh, to win it, you know. Uh, I think that I think they just have enough to beat the Pelicans um, in 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 that game. I, I think it's going to be close. Uh, I believe I have it within yeah, within like five points. So uh, it's 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 going to be a close one. But I think the Spurs they have the coaching ability, and you know I think they have the, the athleticism to be able to beat the Pelicans. Now moving on to the next. Uh, playing tournament game we have the minnesota timberwolves going up against the los angeles clippers now the clippers you know they didn't start off that well uh reggie reggie jackson mainly was their best person in my opinion um but paul george to come back later on in the season kind of helping them get to this point where they are now at the eighth seed um and the clippers clippers aren't half bad uh, Ivan Zubac, uh, already said Rich Jackson has been really great player for them, um, and I say that's about it. I'm not sure if Kawhi is going to be playing in the playing tournament. Um, I assume he's not, uh, since you know there hasn't really been any clear news as to whether he is going to be in or is he going to be out. So, um, you know, for that I can't really bring in Kawhi in here because I. Don't know what the status of his health is to be able to play in this game, but as for the Clippers roster now, Paul George is probably going to be leading that team into this game. Um, and Paul George has been pretty good. He has the name Playoff P for a reason, even though the last few years uh, hasn't really had him be Playoff P. I mean, maybe last year kind of made a resurgence in the playoffs after Kawhi went out, but you know not. I can't really say that Paul George's performance in the playoffs for the past few years has been significantly better than other other players in the playoffs. So, I mean, I, I guess that's really my own my only kind of negative towards the Clippers. Are I don't know how they're gonna pair, especially if they're gonna put everything on Paul George to win this game. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's gonna be able to win you that game. Um, and moving on to the Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards is definitely matured in the league. Um, he's definitely been playing a lot better. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns has just been Carl Anthony Towns. Can't really say much about him. Uh, he's just 
just a beast in the paint um, and on the arc too. So it is going to be tough to go up against him. Um, and then obviously, uh, you know, you're going to have, uh, you know, the supporting cast that they have, D'Angelo Russell, who's been really good. Um, I think the Timberwolves have a really good team, I think. They 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 uh, perform at a peak. They're all seems like their chemistry is really good, um, and they're just, I guess they're just overall a really good team. Um, and I guess I'll just cut to the chase here. I got the Timberwolves winning this one. Um, I I think I think the Clippers are good. Don't get me wrong, but the Timberwolves are a team that just seems like they could just really overpower the Clippers, especially uh, just from a defensive standpoint. I think the Timberwolves have a way better defense than the Clippers, especially if Kawhi's not going to be playing with the Clippers for this game. So, I mean, I got the Timberwolves winning that one. Anthony Edwards made it to his first playoff game in his second year. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns has been in the playoffs a couple times. Um, overall, Minnesota's a really good team. So, I'm going to have them. Moving on into the first round, we're going to be playing the number two-seeded Memphis Grizzlies. Now, moving on to the last playing game for the West, the Western Conference. Uh, we have the San Antonio, seed, San Antonio Spurs and the eighth-seeded Los Angeles Clippers. Now, the Spurs just coming off of a win against the Pelicans. Um, so, they're going to be at a pretty, you know, their morale is going to be high. Their emotional, emotional is going to be really good. Um, and then the Clippers coming off of a loss, but they have a second chance. Will playoff be up here? You know, if he if he didn't, if he doesn't against the Timberwolves, will he appear against the Spurs? Now, I think, I think for this one, I, I think the Spurs just have nothing to lose here. You know, uh, I was going to say that more. They have more of a need to win, but I was going to say that only because I feel like the Clippers have more of a need to win. Um, uh, they, you know, they're missing out on Kawhi. Seems like Kawhi is most likely going to leave. Maybe possibly after this season. I mean, he hasn't played. Doesn't seem like they're really just trying. They're really trying to rush him back, which is understandable. But doesn't seem like he wants to be with the team. Um, Paul George, don't know how that's going to work out. Like, it just seems like if the Clippers don't win now, it's going to be a long time until they win. Um, just seems like this is going to be kind of like the end here for that Paul George and Kawhi run. Um, maybe not. Maybe they may, they run it back, try to make it to a a championship, but I feel like the Clippers have more to lose. And the Spurs have nothing to lose. Uh, you know, they're they're still young. Maybe Greg Popovich is trying to uh fight for something, you know. He, he I bet I bet he's already he's already won all the rings, you know. He's already won multiple championships with the Spurs. Um I don't think he's really in a hurry to really get, you know, another one. So I mean I, I feel like the Spurs have nothing to lose, the Clippers have everything to lose. Um, and you know what they say, the most dangerous thing, you know, in this world is a, is a team that has nothing to lose. And I think the Spurs, they're going to go out there, DeJounte Murray, 
It's been great. Leagues going to have another great game. And I, I think they're going to beat the Clippers. I think they're going to beat the Clippers. I think the Spurs are just such a great team. They 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 work with each other perfectly. Um, and I think overall it just works out for the Spurs. Um, and so I got them moving uh, into the first round. I'm going up against the Phoenix Suns. And then heading over to the Eastern Conference playing games. We have the Hornets versus the... Um, let me check here. The Hornets versus the Hawks. Um, and this one, this one was pretty close in my opinion. I think it's I think it's gonna be, oh like, a one score game. I I, I think this is gonna be a really good one. Both teams have young rosters. Um, you know. Uh, but when I when I was looking at the kind of comparison between these two. Um. I saw the Hornets, and I saw that they seemed like a team that's playing at their most, at their peak, I'd say, right now. And that's something to worry about if you're the Hawks right now. Playing playing against a team that's at its peak, performance peak right now, is going to be really tough. Uh, the Hornets just seem like they're on a roll. Uh, LaMelo Ball, Bridges... Um, you know, and their supporting cast, which is really great. Uh, they have depth, and I think that's something that the Hawks really lack um, is that depth. They lost a lot of it in during this offseason. Uh, a lot of the players that they had, a lot of that veteran presence that they had last season is kind of gone, um, and a lot of people died of the Hawks last season, and uh, they ended up making it pretty far in the playoffs. And But as for this one, I think the Hornets are just – a good good enough team. I think they're 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 playing again at their peak. They're they're just playing really good uh basketball overall. Um and I think I think they're gonna steamroll over here and uh beat the Hawks. I don't think it's gonna be an entire blowout. I like I said I think it's gonna be a one score game, but I think it really will come down to, you know, momentum and I think the Hornets will have more momentum going into this game. It's gonna be hard against uh you know playing in Atlanta, but I think I think the Hornets should do uh pretty good against Atlanta. Now moving on to the next one, um, we have the Nets going up against the Cavaliers. Now this one is for the seventh seed, um, to play against Boston in the first round. Uh, Brooklyn, surprise! I was surprised that they made it this far down in the tier. Or like in the but in the in the seating, but then remembered, um, you know, Katie Katie's injury prone. Um, Kyrie couldn't play home games. He couldn't play any games for like half the season. Then he was able to play away games last half of the season. Then just like three three about a month ago, or not even, um, Kyrie was able to play in home games. So. Um, you know, Brooklyn, I, I believe, was at ninth at some point in the, during the season. But then, you know, Kyrie in and Katie in, I think um, that's 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 a, that's a deal to look out for. Um, and uh, last year they had Harden and Durant and then Kyrie was out. So really, it just seems like nobody was in or out for that trio that they had. And then James Harden left for Philadelphia um, and. 
the Nets now have a, a, a I'd say a pretty solid team. Um, it seems like Katie's going to be in. It seems like Kyrie's going to be in. It looks like they're both healthy. Um, and I mean, I I I feel like it's going to be like one of those games where it's like, how is this team in the playing tournament? You know, like the Nets should not be in this playing tournament, but they are, and they it's 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 going to be it's going to be hard to watch if you're a Cavs fan because. Don't get me wrong, Cavs are good, but they're a young team. They lack experience. Uh, Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, Evan Mobley, though that's the big three there in Cleveland. I think they're really good. Uh, they're promising, but they don't have enough experience. They haven't been at this level in the playoffs where they're going to be playing these spectacular teams. And granted, it's only going to be one game, so uh, most likely, you know, the the Nets could could you know mess up have a bad day that's the big thing about this playing tournament is that teams could just be having a bad day um and you know that's that's it compared to what in the playoffs where it's a seven game series you know you're you're not gonna um sorry you're not gonna you're, you can just have one bad day but it's not gonna really affect the long like the full big picture because there's still seven games in the series but the playing tournament, there's only one game. So uh, there's a possibility that the Nets somehow have a bad game and the Cavs just uh, take advantage of that, do their thing, and, you know, win win the game. But for this one, I think logically it's just going to be the Nets. I think the Nets are heavy favorites in this one. Um, and, it, yeah, I think it, it's, it's kind of a no-brainer choose the Nets for this one. Um, and move on to play uh, Boston in the first round. And then next, we have the Hornets going up against the Cavaliers. So Cavaliers coming off of a loss to Brooklyn, and then uh, Charlotte coming off a win against Atlanta. Again, both teams really young at this stage, uh, and Cavs have a big three. Hornets have two good players um, and a cast. So I, I think this is going to be a really close one. But I'm going to have the Cleveland – or not, sorry, not the Cleveland. I'm going to have the Charlotte Hornets win this one. I think it's going to be really close. They're both really young and talented teams. But, again, I think I think the Hornets are playing at that peak where they have a lot of momentum right now. And they kind of caught on at the right time. Uh, maybe this little break might, you know, derail that momentum and kind of force them to slow down. Um, but I think I think they're gonna have a good game. I think they're gonna continue to do what they've been doing and you know beat some teams, head over to the first round for the number one seeded Heat. Now, moving on to the Western Conference first round. Uh, let me get my notes here um, regarding uh, both teams. Sorry about that. Um, so, Phoenix, San Antonio. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. Um, but for this one, I think it's kind of a no-brainer. Uh, but I have the Suns in five. I'm sure the Spurs can probably win one. I don't think they're going to be absolutely swept in this first round. But I think it's going to be a nice gentleman sweep by the Suns. You know, 
allow them to win one, and then Suns go ahead and knock them off in the first round. I think it's just uh, it's going to be easy for them. I think so. Uh, you know, there's not really much competition for the Suns in this one. Um, so yeah, I think just give me give me the Suns in five uh, in the first round. And then next we have the number four seeded Dallas Mavericks going up the going up against the number five seeded Utah Jazz. Now this one, this one, I I have a I have a little bit of an underdog pick here, uh, but I have the I have the, I have the Jazz winning this one. Number five seed Jazz over the Mavericks, and I, I don't think it's gonna be close either. I have the Jazz sweeping. The Mavericks in this one, I, I, I just, you know, it, it's a, it's one of those ones where it's, it's gonna look close in all the games, but then Utah just somehow wins all of them and ends up sweeping. I think it's just, um, I mean, you know, it's, it's probably boring for the. I mean, both these teams. Are really good teams. Don't get me wrong, but Mavs were kind of struggling without Luca, and I think, uh, like I said in the video, that got taken down because uh, I was a little too impatient to waited for last last night's games. Was that I think the Jazz, if they limit Luca Doncic to less than nineteen points a game, you know, I think the Jazz have a chance to win all four games. Uh, because I think the Mavs don't really have much besides Jalen Brunson. Um, looking at their, I mean, Luka Doncic basically has is leading the team in every possible stat. Um, looking at the team's top scorers, it's Luka Doncic at one, Kristaps Porzingis at two, who's not even with the team anymore, and then next up is Jalen Brunson at three, uh, scoring about thirteen points a game. Um, so. If if Luca goes down, you know, hopefully not knock on wood, but or at least if the Jazz kind of are able to lock down Luca somehow, it's gonna be tough for the Mavs to really win games without Luca. So without Luca being as impactful as he is during the regular season, so I have the Jazz in four in the first round, moving up uh, to face the Phoenix Suns in the second round. The quarterfinals. Um, now this next game, Golden State Warriors, Denver Nuggets. I think this one's gonna be a great game as well. Uh, Golden State coming back from a underwhelming season, losing in the play-in game last year uh, to the Grizzlies. Um, and uh, you know the Warriors uh, didn't have Clay last year due to that torn ACL. Uh, they brought him back in the G League. He did good in the G League, so they're like, yeah. He could play in the major league NBA, um, and you know, Clay's balled out a little bit, but I don't think as much as many people thought he would. It does seem like his injuries have kind of slowed him down a little bit, forced him to play a little bit different. Um, I mean, it's still Clay Thompson. Don't get me wrong, but it just kind of seems like a little bit, little bit, you know little shell of himself I'd say like not like he's not fully bad but he's not the Clay Thompson that you'd see in 2016 
going up against you know the Cavs in the finals. Like he's not that Clay Thompson. He's he's kind of a a little bit of an older Clay Thompson. You know he's he's passing around. He's taking a little bit slower sh- or not slower shots, but a little bit wiser shot selection. So he's not just chucking up threes and stuff. So you have that. Steph Curry's obviously good. Draymond Green's obviously good. Andrew Wiggins is all star this season. Uh, so I mean that, that Warriors team is good, and looking at the Nuggets, Nikola Jokic is just Nikola Jokic, uh, MVP candidate this season, won MVP last year, um, and the Nuggets did pretty well. In the, they made a they made a little run in in the playoffs um, until they lost against the Jazz, I believe. Um, uh, so I I think it's I think it's gonna be close. But uh, I got the I got the Nuggets in five for this one. I think I think it's I I, I think it's gonna be another upset here. Uh, I think the Jazz are gonna upset the Mavs and the Nuggets are gonna upset the the Warriors. I think the Warriors are a great team, but Denver has an MVP for a reason. Um, and I don't think the Warriors are gonna be able to stop Nikola Jokic in this series. So give me give me Denver in five there. <clears throat> Next up, we have uh, Memphis Grizzlies going up against the number seven seed Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, Memphis flying past the radar. I didn't think they were going to do this good. Uh, last season, they were able to beat... Uh, Actually, no, I don't think that. Yeah, the Nuggets didn't lose to the Jazz. Uh, they lost to somebody else. I don't. I don't remember. But definitely did not lose to the Jazz because that would make no sense. But uh, the Timber or not sorry, the Grizzlies. They beat the Warriors in the playing game last season. They they were able to win the eighth seed, and they went up to go and face uh, the the Jazz um, in the first round exits. Uh, but I think this team has gotten a lot better. Um, sorry. And John Morant's definitely a better player. His play playing style has definitely matured. Um, and uh, the Grizzlies picked up some really good young players. Um, and they've been doing really good. They have depth. Stephen Adams has been doing pretty good. He's a rebounding machine for them. So overall, the Grizzlies are a really good team. Uh, and the Timberwolves, obviously another good team. But do they have the depth that reaches far enough as Memphis is does? So I, I don't really know. That's a big question. If 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 the Timberwolves star players do get a little worn out, are they are they gonna be able to make the substitutions to really fit and go up against Grizzlies? Because if if John Morant gets tired, I feel like the Grizzlies have more assets to replace John Morant. In order to him, in order for John Morant to get back into the game, and you know not have him play forty eight minutes a game, so I I think the Grizzlies have more depth, and um and for that reason, I have Memphis winning this one in five. I think there's gonna be a lot of five five game series in this in this first round, but um, I mean, what can I say? It's gonna be it's gonna be good, um. And uh, it's yeah, it's gonna be interesting to, and interesting to see. Um, then the next game we have 
is in the Eastern Conference. One seed Miami Heat going up against the 10 seeded Charlotte Hornets. Now, the East, I think, is a lot more competitive this year. I think they're going to be a, a lot better. I think they're going to be a lot better this year compared to, you know, the West. Everybody says that, you know, the East loses to the West. But last year, Milwaukee won um, and beat the Suns. And I think the East is really just getting better overall compared to the West. So, uh, I think the East is, you know, getting to be the better conference, um, and they just have better matchups, I think, so far in the playoffs. But with this matchup, the Heat versus the Hornets, uh, you know, two really good teams. The the Heat, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, uh, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, uh, who I think Tyler Hero should be sixth man of the year this year. I think I think he's gonna be a prime candidate for that position as well. Um, but my only issue with the Heat is that can they again? I I think depth is really important in in the playoffs. If you don't have depth, can you win? Because it's it's a seven game series. It's not one game. One game, okay, maybe you know, maybe maybe they you know you don't really need that much depth because one game you can have somebody play 30 minutes but you can't have somebody play 30 minutes in seven games like as as unreasonable yeah um or not 30 minutes in seven games but you know you're the players are going to get worn out and so you're going to need a lot of depth and i think i think the heat has a lot of depth or doesn't have a lot of depth i think in my opinion um and compared to the hornets who have really young talent they have depth um sorry I think they're able to get it done in the first round. I think they're going to be able to put away the ninth seed, the eighth seed, and now the first seed. I think in six. I have Charlotte winning this one in six. I think I think that it's going to be it's going to be a good series. But I think the Hornets are just playing at a peak where it's going to be hard to really beat them. So. Uh, yeah, give me the Hornets there uh, beating the Miami Heat in six games. Um, and then we have number four seeded Philadelphia 76ers taking on the number fi- uh, number five seed uh, Toronto Raptors. And, uh, you know, this one was really hard to choose which one, which way is going to go. Uh, 76ers feared away Ben Simmons this season. Um and uh, they were able to get James Harden, but they lost a lot of depth with that trade. I mean, they lost one of their really good point guards, in my opinion, on their bench, uh, Seth Curry, who I believe became a starter uh, at the start of the season. He was really good, and they ended up trading him away. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, Ended up trading him away, so it, it's, it's going to be tough for the 76ers with the depth, um, but... You know, they're going up against the Raptors, who has a really good young team. Again, a team that lacks experience. Really, all they have is Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam, I believe, and some of their bench players that did play in that uh, with in that Kawhi era with Toronto for like a year, two years. So, um, I mean, you know, Toronto, Toronto has a lack of experience. Well, the 76ers have a lot of experience. They've basically kept the same team that they've had. Again, trusting the process. 
Uh, Joel Embiid's been really good. Um, and, I mean, the Raptors, you know, Scotty Barnes has really matured in just one season. He hasn't even played, like, a full season. Or he just played, you know, a full season, full regular season. But he hasn't even played in the playoffs. And his style has really matured. Um, Pesha Chiwa, OG Ananobi, you know, those guys are really good. Um, the Raptors have a pretty good bench. But I think the 76ers, I mean, Joel Embiid is MVP candidate for a reason. James Harden is known as a good player for a reason. Um, I mean, Tyrese Maxey's been really good. So, I mean, overall, I think the 76ers now have a really good team. And I think they're going to be able to put away Toronto in five. I think I think it's going to be it's going to be a good series but yeah give me the give me the 76ers there um uh, for that one. Um now moving down to another game in the Eastern Conference. Number 3 Milwaukee Bucks going up against the number 6 Chicago Bulls. Now Milwaukee uh you know trying to defend the championship coming in here at the 3 seed um beat the Suns last year. They basically have the same team, um, and I mean, yeah, the Buck Bucks are really good. Uh, I wouldn't count them out. Um, and then the Bulls made a lot of moves in this 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 off season um, that has definitely helped them. Um, and you know that move with Demar Derozan was really good. Um, and the move for Alex Caruso, the move for Alonzo Ball, even though it looks like Ball's not going to play in the playoffs. but So you really just kind of have the big three of Caruso, Levine, and uh, DeRozan. Um, so that one's going to be interesting. I think the Bulls are kind of uh, a little dark horse here that you could choose if you're a betting person to possibly beat the Bucks in the first round. But as for this one, I got the Bucks. Winning this one in four or five, five, not four. I don't think they're gonna sweep them, but I think I think Bucks are gonna win this one in five. I think it's I think it's gonna be decently close in most of the games, but I think I feel like the Bucks are just a better team overall, and yeah, that's why I have the Bucks winning this one and moving on to the second round. Now moving on to the last game in the, of the first round in the Eastern Conference. The Boston Celtics going up against the number seven seed uh, Brooklyn Nets. Um, you know, Obviously, he was talking about it in the prior game. Uh, Kyrie and KD both going to play uh, in Boston. Jason Tatum. Sorry. Marcus Smart. Jalen Brown. Um, Daniel Tice. Sorry, probably just happened. Uh, Daniel Tice, um, really, I mean, they're they're a good team, um, and uh, I I think the I think the Celtics have a good team. There's a reason why they're two seed here, but if everybody recalls what happened last year in the playoffs, Brooklyn won in five, um, and you know, and I mean they don't they don't have James Harden in this one, but I feel like the Nets have still a good team so i i do think they're gonna be able to beat boston but this one i got brooklyn in six i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a good uh good little uh matchup 
you know. In the first round, we get pretty entertaining matchup. But, uh, yeah, I think Brooklyn just has enough enough power to kind of, to kind of beat, you know, the Celtics. And then we move on to the second round. It's going to go against the Bucks. Last year, that was, a, that was a good matchup. That was a good series. KD made the game-tying shot. He thought he made the game winner, but his foot was too long. Foot was on the line. Called it a two-pointer. Won it to overtime. The Bucks ended up winning in overtime. So that's going to be an interesting storyline once you get into it. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure the Nets are probably going to be looking for some revenge. But got to head over to the Western Conference. First, uh, we have these number one seeded Suns going up against the number five Utah Jazz. This one I think is going to be really close. Um, you know, Phoenix, good team. Jazz, good team. But I think Phoenix, again, they're number one seed for a reason. So I think Phoenix is going to win this one in six. Um, I think it's going to be close, but. Uh, I think the Suns are just overall just a better team compared to the Jazz. Um, Rudy O'Bear and Donovan Mitchell are really the only good players for the Jazz, and the Suns just have more players that are able to, you know, move the ball on their own. They don't really need another player. So, uh, yeah, just give me give me the Suns here. Sorry, give me the Suns here. Now they made it to the championship last year. I'm sure they're hungry for another one. Uh, and uh, I think the I think the Suns are can be on a roll here in the playoffs. In the next game, we have number six seeded Denver Nuggets going up against the number two seed Memphis Grizzlies. And this one, I think it's going to be decently close. Um, I do have this one going into a seven game series. I think Nikola Jokic and and company is going to be able to really fight against John Morant and the Grizzlies. I, th- I think it's going to be a really good matchup. But for this one, I have Memphis winning in seven. I, I, it's going to be the first seven-game series in the playoffs this year, um, and theoretically. And uh, I think I think it's going to be a really good game, really good series. But I think the Grizzlies overall just a really good team. And I, th- I, think, I think they're possibly championship-bound at this point. Uh, John Morant, I'm sure, is looking for his next ring. He's a, he's in the talks for MVP. Um, you know, on in the talks for Most Improved Player of the Year. Uh, I think overall, just the Grizzlies have made a cast surrounding John Morant that has worked out in the end for him. Um, and yeah, I, that's really all my thoughts about that. Um, and then moving on to the Eastern Conference, we have the number ten seed Charlotte Hornets knocking off the number one seed Heat. Uh, going up against the number four seed 76ers. Um, and this one, I have a little bit of a surprise. I think Charlotte is going to go to another six-game series and win. I think they're going to beat the 76ers. I think the Hornets are going to be a team that when they play at a high momentum, when they control tempo, it's over. It's over. You don't, if you don't have the tempo, if you can't match the tempo of Charlotte, they can change the tempo at any time. Um, mainly fast paced. If they can really just trick you into going fast paced, which the 76ers can't go fast paced. Joel Embiid's not the fastest guy. Uh, James Harden's not really going to be there, you know, to go up against those guards. Maybe Tyrese Maxey. Uh, it's probably their best bet, but 
really, I, I can't really see the 76ers being able to control tempo, especially if Charlotte is able to do that first. So, in that case, just give me Charlotte in a six-game series. I think that one's going to be good. Then next, we have Milwaukee versus Brooklyn. Rematch. Brooklyn lost to Milwaukee, I believe, to make it to the championship game. Um, you know, Milwaukee obviously ended up winning and then winning the championship. Um, and Milwaukee's still pretty high favorites to win um, the entire thing. Um, the Nets, the Nets, I'm just not sure at this point. They're playing a really good team. Not like Boston wasn't a good team, but I think Boston is one of those teams where they're going to be easily capitalized upon. So I think I think the Nets can capitalize on the Boston's Boston's mistakes, but the Bucks are a different type of breed. I mean, they got Giannis, Chris Middleton, DiVincenzo. Never thought, or not, they don't even have DiVincenzo anymore. Now I scratch that because DiVincenzo on the Kings. He's unhappy with the Kings, but uh, I mean they got like Giannis, Milton, Holiday. I mean that's really about it. I mean, but they got more. They got more. Brooke Lopez. They got more. Okay, they have Forbes. But I feel like the Bucks are a good team. They basically brought back everybody that was in that championship team, and the Nets lost James Harden. And I think that's going to be playing a really big role in how this series goes. So, really, for me, I got Milwaukee in five here. I th- I think I think it's going to be I think it's going to be decently decently close. With you know, I think all all the games are going to end in one score games. I think it's going to be a great series to watch. But uh, yeah, I think the Bucks and Bucks are just, you know, looking to overpower them. You know, they're trying to defend their championship. So I got them in the series, beating the Nets in five. Now next, we have the number one seed in the West. Phoenix going up against the number two seed in the West, Memphis. Now, Memphis, great team. Phoenix, great team. But in this case... I think it's going to be a little bit faster pace, and I don't know if the Suns could keep up with the Grizzlies in the, in this series. I think it's I think it's going to be really hard for them to keep up. You know, uh, I think Memphis is going to give something that going to give the Suns something that they can't really handle in this one. So I got Memphis in five, heading into the finals. Memphis coming from last year. Winning in the play-in tournament and being first-round exits, losing to the Jazz. They're going to come in here two-seed, and they're going to beat the top guys in the West, the Phoenix Suns. They have the best record in the NBA right now. But I think I think the Grizzlies are a team to look out for. John Morant is a leader, and I think that team, if they follow John Morant to success, I think they're a really good team. They're a formidable force. So, really, just give me, give me, give me Memphis in this one over, you know, over the Suns for that West, that Western Conference Championship game. Now, next we have Milwaukee versus number ten seeded Hornets. 
And this is where I think the Hornets meet their match. I think this is where this is where it gets pretty tough for the Hornets here. Uh, I think I think the Hornets are gonna force a seven game series. Don't get me wrong, but I got Milwaukee winning the Eastern Conference Championship uh, and heading to the finals back to back. I think I think the Horn- the Hornets are a good team. I feel like the Heat are kind of an easy team. You can really capitalize on their mistakes. 76ers, that might be a little bit a harder match, but I feel like that's something that can, you know, a little hurdle that they can jump over. But the Bucks are the wall, okay? The Hornet, the Hornets are just running, running a whole marathon jumping over the hurdles. You know, they they beat they beat uh, the ninth seed. They beat the eighth seed. And then they beat the one seed. They kept running, they beat the four seed. And now at this three seed, Milwaukee Bucks, I think Milwaukee's the wall that is going to show up. The Hornets, I think, you know, Milwaukee's going to be able to uh, really just show them this is what happens when, you know, you're playing with the big boys now, okay? You know, the bottom the bottom half of the bracket, like Milwaukee, Chicago, Boston, Brooklyn, that's that, that's if, if the Hornets were fighting up against those guys, I don't think the I don't think the Hornets would get as far as they would. So, um, I think Milwaukee is just a better team here, way better team compared to the Hornets. I think the Hornets can put up a fight, force it to Game Seven, but I I, I got the Bucks winning that one. Now in the finals, the fight between the two seed in the West, the three seed in the East. Whew. I think this is gonna be a good one. To watch, okay, but overall, I, I don't think it's gonna be an entertaining series. Some of the games are gonna be fun to watch, but I don't think it's gonna be an entertaining series. I think the the Bucks are a force; they're a force to be reckoned with, and uh, the Grizzlies. I think here again they meet their match. the The Suns might be a little bit difficult for them, but. The Bucks are another, just another team. I think the Bucks are like aliens. You know, aliens that came like the Monstars. Okay, the Bucks are the Monstars because like they're just that good of a team. And I think I think the Bucks they're gonna be a formidable force, and I think they're gonna be able to sweep the Memphis Grizzlies in four in the finals, and Milwaukee's gonna go back to back. Giannis most likely is gonna get Finals MVP. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's gonna be overall just pretty easy. So, uh, give me, give me, give me the, give me, give me the Bucks in four here, win the Finals, get another championship. Nothing new, okay. Pretty routine. End the season off on that note. Um, and can't wait for the you know free agency season. That's gonna be great. Um, but yeah, give me Milwaukee there. In four, um, and that'll be all for today's video slash episode. Um, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you're on YouTube, and you know like, comment, and follow, and give a rating if you're on a podcast platform, and um, also just share with anybody that you think would be interested. Thank you for listening or watching all the way through. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you.